everybody. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 35. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Well, first and foremost, Jonathan, congratulations to you and, yes. and, and the, well, yeah. the, the, the pork-eating people of Kansas and Missouri. You yes. know, who would have thunk it uh, a couple years ago when we started this podcast that I'd be the first one raising my triumphant fists to the air out of all of our three favorite teams. Right. Uh, you, you guys been building, man. You've been building yeah. for a little while. Oh, yeah, the groundwork was laid for this a few years ago. Uh, yeah, they've been building since 1991. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It, it, Saberhagen left town. <laughs> yeah, ever since the Saberhagen trade. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty unreal. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I speak as someone who's coming from a perspective of, you know, I just moved here 10 years ago and, you know, I just memorized the bullpen like four years ago. So it's like <laughs> I haven't come as far as 98 percent of the fan base here in Kansas City, but it was still like really exciting, obviously. And and uh, and, and pretty surreal how how it all happened, you know, how they just kept coming from behind and it was a really relentless team and. And they kept winning games where they had a probability of only, you know, three or four or five percent at some point during the game right. to win. And they did it against, you know, the Mets big three rotation. And uh, and yet it, it was just like manifest destiny at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, last year when when they lost in the series, I thought, wouldn't that be. Uh, it, so remarkable if next year they just made it back and they just won it because it, it would be just as unlikely for the as as if they had made it to the World Series to begin with for them to then right. to come back and then win it yeah. uh, and so it was really fitting in that sense um, even though they still ha- still had all these comeback wins uh, you know last year I think that you know the big wild card win against the A's is still. It's. It was the begin. That win was the beginning of something that didn't end until uh, this pat. This last weekend. This week, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. like a full year of that, and it's almost exhausting. We talked yeah. about in spring, you know, I. A, a lot of people counted them out. Like they made yeah. it to the World Series, and everybody thought it was a fluke. And in the spring, right. everybody's like, "Ah, the Royals are a joke," or right. they're not going to do it again. And yeah. so I think that gave them kind of a chip on their shoulder that they needed yeah to, yeah, to yeah. fight their way back to the world series again yeah had people predicting like they were going to win like 72 games or something yeah, like yeah. That. right yeah. And, and actually in, in insane two, uh, you know to their discredit if you will it, it was a lot of the you know the statisticians and sabermetrics teams that were saying this team right. shouldn't win more than you know yeah 75 78 games or whatever I read a good piece, though, uh, uh, earlier this week about how, yeah, the Royals do go against a lot of the sabermetrics, but the sabermetrics need to learn something from them and and understand, you know, how, like, the Royals were, were very much a money ball team still because they, oh, yeah. they exploited a gap. And, yeah. and that was to, you know, to get these high contact hitters that wouldn't strike out and and to emphasize defense and that was an undervalued commodity in the market and that's what muddy ball is all about you know muddy right. ball is not just always about drawing walks which the royals don't do and yeah. <laughs> and, and hitting, hitting home runs which they also don't they do. don't do yeah uh, you know their top home run hitters hit 21 22 home runs this year and and but money ball's not just about those things it's about just exploiting uh, an undervalued uh, aspect of the system and, th- and that's what they did and and i think uh the sabermetrics will adapt to it and re take a careful more re-evaluation of teams like the royals moving forward mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um yeah well put it's uh because like last year when they had uh what the outfit was like kane aoki and yeah. gordon gordon right that's kind of like a sabermetrics wet dream that outfield at that yeah. time. Yeah, you know. But yeah. yeah, you're right though. The rest of it all just it 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 defies some of the previous notions that have you know re- regarding what it takes for a team to win. Right, especially so, because yeah. they didn't have like overwhelming, consistently overwhelming starting pitchers. Right, right. Um, right. Like the A's would often have. Mm-hmm. 
they were the first they are the first team to lose it and then uh come back and win it since the 89 a's oh really oh wow. yeah yeah so yeah. wow yeah uh because the a's uh lost to the dodgers in 88 in 88 and then they beat um in 89 they beat the giants and then they lost right. to the reds in 90s they lost they? To the reds in yeah. 90s they went to three consecutive series yeah lost one wow. with like the same core of guys basically yeah yeah um so yeah it was it was pretty crazy you know when the royals when they took the lead in the 12th you know they scored yeah. all those runs in the 12th the fireworks in the neighborhood started going off yeah and uh it was uh it was cool though i mean everybody was like well behaved there were no arrests the night of the clinch uh and uh take that san francisco we know yes. how to act and we don't even have god fearing you... midwesterners yes right? yeah, honestly <laughs> um and i called i i i emailed in for um tuesday off so that i could go to the parade that yeah. night like at midnight you and 90 percent of the town well they ended yeah. up closing <laughs> schools right and uh you know pretty much the entire town shut down and actually our office closed practically and said anybody could go that wanted to go so they were really cool like that um and so we decided uh i was i was hemming and hawing about whether or not to go to the parade depending on how many people were there i don't look i've been to too many festivals uh i've never been to bonnaroo because i can't handle those sizes of crowds and so i was on the fence about going to the parade and uh i decided well we'll just walk down the plaza and check out some of the swag at one of the sports shops down there. When we left our house at like 9.30, we live a few miles from the parade route. And we live at, uh, close to a four-way stop. Our four-way stop was blocked, was was backed up for three mm. blocks at 9.30 Jeez. in the morning. And the parade didn't begin until noon. And the rally didn't begin until 2. And, uh, and so we walked down to the plaza and uh just in there's a shuttle there was going to be shuttles around the city that took everybody into the downtown right the line for the shuttle on the plaza was literally around what is essentially a two block block mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was all the way around it and so we're, we're just like walking around down there and i passed trent green ex-quarterback for the chiefs oh, yeah. um, oh, like yeah. he's walking with his family into panera Right. And uh, um, I love these red bulls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, so we we go to Westport, and I thought, oh, we'll go to this place called Char Bar and watch it. We'll watch the parade uh, on a big screen there, and you know, have have a couple drinks and some lunch, and we'll take it easy, thinking that there would be a lot of people there as well. Like we will be part of that vibe. But there was nobody there because everybody went to the fucking parade. <laughs> like eight hundred thousand people went to this parade. So, yeah, like, so like larger than the size of Kansas the City, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Metro area is only five hundred thousand. Greater Kansas City is two million. So uh, yeah, nearly half of Kansas City. And uh, and so after a couple drinks, we're like, okay, we have the courage to go. We're gonna walk there. So we walk. It was about a forty minute walk uh, from where we were eating. And uh, we we just went to the uh, the rally, and it was cool, man, because it, it comes. There's a World War One memorial right there at the top of this yeah. hill that goes down toward the uh, 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 toward where they were having the um, uh, Union Station and 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 the, and the rally uh, stage. And uh, we were at the top of what was probably you know five hundred thousand people easy, and. Uh, everybody's cool, man. Everybody's just chilling out. We couldn't hear shit back there when they finally started, but that was cool. We just wanted to be amongst the people, right? And just to be a part of it, and yeah. it was it was pretty neat. Um, and then I came home and watched it on my DVR, so I could actually hear Johnny Gomes like <laughs> spout his. Oh, yeah. yeah, he Somebody's did like, like a politically Watson, un- right? Yeah, yeah. Right. He did a Randy Watson. He just was like, ah, chug, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and and it was a good vibe throughout the city. Everybody's pretty cool, um, and uh, it's it's really fun to be in a city uh, when they win it. As you know, Gabe, you were in Chicago, yeah. right? When the White right. Sox won, right? Um, did you go to that parade? I did not, man. No, I uh, I had to teach the next morning, and uh, which should be no excuse, but uh, yeah, I I I watched it. You know, um, 
but no, not in person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but you still got to be around the vibe of right. Of yeah, I don't know, absolutely. Which I bet is still different in that city because of the conflicting fan bases. Well, right, and I live in Cubs territory. Right. You know, I, I live yeah. on the north side, so so yeah. It, it, there was a bandwagon effect a little bit up here. Like all the bars were sporting Sox flags and things like that, which, yeah, which was fine. You know, it was good to see. Um, I mean, it immediately died out like in 2006, <laughs> you know, it was just back to the small handful. As soon as there were 37 and 40 the next right, year. That... <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but we actually had, we had, we should have been better the following year as well. But anyway, that's, that's another episode. Like um, the bears. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> in 85 and 86. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but yeah, to be in a city when something like that goes down um, is uh, is really cool. It's 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 easy to get swept up in that. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's one of the big advantages of, of Twitter or, or Instagram is to really soak in a lot of that, uh, you know, yeah. just searching hashtags and seeing people celebrating and seeing reading their reactions and especially yeah. all the journalists' reactions, candid reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's social media is really great for you know partaking in that. Even though when they clinched, I was at home, you know, on the couch with my wife and a cat, and that was it. But still, you know, it was fun that's to nice. All that. Yeah. What kind of swag have we acquired? Like, do we get? You know, we have the locker room hat. Look, I see you got behind you. You got the. Uh, I, I have a towel that was uh, that was gifted to me, uh, an October towel. Um, and uh, but I'm I'm keeping my eyes peeled. I looked yesterday uh, when I was driving around town. I stopped at a uh, at a place. Um, they ha- I'm looking for just the right koozie, and oh, okay. um, they didn't have just the right koozie. So I'm holding right. out maybe for us a a um, a second market koozie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so other than that, uh, you know, I might, if I find like a really tasteful t-shirt, uh, yeah. I'll go for that as well. World Series champ corn on the cob holders. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, it's a, a shot. I saw shot glasses yesterday. Oh, uh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so, um, yeah, lots, uh, lots of, I, uh, Casey's putting back the Jaeger bombs and those. Oh, you know it. You know it. Um, but no, I'll be reporting back regularly throughout the winter uh, on all yeah, of the swag I, I stumble upon. Right. Yeah. There's probably a lot of the stuff that just says World Series on it. You know what I mean? Like, not that they want it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, a yeah. lot of the AL Championship gear stuff is on sale. Right. right. <laughs> you get that. Because I, I have, a, I have an AL Championship. 2005 hoodie but i kind of like that almost better in a way because it like it relives the anticipation of it all you know just in seeing it you know dude are there do they are they making any caricature shirts oh yes i I, I love those and then those are great dude remember the shirts they would like specifically for the bulls they would always have bull shirts with like yeah. Drawings of the rings. And there stuff. was a lotto ones, dude. Oh, yeah. They did. Yeah. Lottery they did Illinois lottery shirts. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. There was a, like the there first was a, three championships. Yep. They had a hypercolor one. Do you remember that? It was like no. Illinois lottery bulls. Remember hypercolor shirts? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you touched them, like a I rocked one of those for a while. I had the gray one, the first one, 91 championship oh, yeah. caricature. That oh, was, yeah. Yeah, I had, like, B.J. Armstrong and Paxson. Yes, and, yes. Right? They Car- need to bring right? back yeah. the caricature sports t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> but, dude, yeah, so they have a caricature KC World Series shirt already? Hey. It's it. Um, I've seen s- similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll uh, I'll dig up what I saw and I'll post. Yeah, it on I want website. artistry, not like pictures of players. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I no. Want, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Big head. Yeah. 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 I believe I did see one, and and I'll, I'll post it if if I can find it. I had the Conseco T-shirt in '89 with the uh, the big head Conseco. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was after the forty forty, so he was like holding the base and. Yeah. And... I think at one time I might have had a Griffey one of those. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, dude. I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> you have a Sandberg one, too? I, yeah, I know I had a Sandberg one. I had Bo Jackson on the White Sox as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I had yeah. a Clemens one, of course. Yeah. Yeah. God bless the character t-shirt. Yeah. No, I love it, man. So, anybody, if, you, if you've if got any... <laughs> Drawing talent. What, yeah. Submit your caricature t-shirts. <laughs> caricature t-shirts, start posting them, folks. Yes. That's r- at Rock in that's in is in november rain chew <laughs> rock in chew um on instagram and twitter post those there 
so you can we can see everybody's caricature T-shirts. I know you've somebody out there has got the Charles Charles Barkley and Rick Mahorn butting heads. <laughs> you know, like the, oh, yeah. The, yeah, like you know what I'm talking about. I, I remember there was a there was a Magic and Bird one of those. Yeah, yeah. Do other sports as well. Any, so any oh, character shirts, yeah. post those. Um, there's God, I, I need to look it up. There's got to be a good like caricature Tumblr. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Like, yeah. It's just one after the other match. Yeah. Anyway, God, I could go on all. If we could do it, we could do a caricature first episode. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. We find uh, find the artists, dig up the artists, and yeah, yeah right. Today, <laughs> I'm sure they're like at some yeah, state fairs. The best ones are like kind of like the. Believe it or not, I had a set of cards. Ones. What's that? I had a set of cards that were like kind of cheaper mm-hmm. back when they were printing out like millions. And they were called collectibooks. Books. Yes. Yes. Collectibooks. Yes. Yes. And, and on the back of every collectibook was a character. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I've got the Jerome Walton one. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to collectibooks. Yeah, dude. Yes. Absolutely. Then, yeah. I have a. I still have the box of yeah. collectibooks. It comes nice. in a box like that. Oh yeah. And you yeah. know, Score did something similar to the caricature. Uh, ninety ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, right. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I had a Conseco one of those. Yeah. So post those as well. Yeah. Any any caricature, anything that looks like it could be in Mad Magazine, you know, like a Mort Drucker type looking drawing. <laughs> Usually the head is out of proportion from the body. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you should be able to find plenty of those. So yeah, post those please to Instagram or Twitter. Um. And uh, yeah, so congrats again, man. That's, Thanks, man. Yeah, it's skill. it's it's been a blast, and and unfortunately, though, uh, the the cold hard reality of the off season is, steady, is setting in as Alex Gordon opted out of his option for next year, and we gotta hope to re-sign him. Oh, he okay. Wow. Yeah. I knew uh, I knew he was gonna be a free agent, but I, I didn't know about the most recent. Did he just opt out like? within the last day or two or uh yeah it was a few days ago it was expected that he was going to opt out it was yeah. totally expected yeah two, two years in a row you know what i mean of seasons like that everybody right. wants everybody wants a bigger check now yeah yeah, yeah. he he um was he like 30 maybe 31 yeah just about like, 30 i think yeah 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 he's he's a baller man he um yeah i he'll have plenty of suitors you know no <laughs> Best, probably oh, yeah. best, one of the best defensive outfielders in the American League as well. Yeah, oh yeah, for um, the past yeah. six, yeah, maybe, six maybe the best left fielder in the uh-huh. American League, just mm-hmm. defensively. Yep. It should be a really good year for for off seasons between the free agents and possible trades. Oh yeah, yeah, it should well, be, Cubs, a, it, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. The Cubs <laughs> yeah. have a lot of the Cubs have a ton oh, yeah. of leverage, dude. Oh, like, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about this in the next episode, but like, next episode, yeah. yeah. But like for Levi going into the off season, dude, the Cubs look. I mean, you you're in a really good position. Uh, well, supposedly so, we're not even talking to Fowler. Like that's how confident we are. Yeah. <laughs> wow. right? right. I guess we're gonna just keep Austin Jackson. Huh. Okay, he's under contract for still. Okay. Yeah, or 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 we're gonna re-sign him. Like I don't know if we just had him signed for a year, but yeah. we had signed Austin Jackson kind of as like a Fowler insurance policy. Right, uh, and and he never really played. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So yeah. it's kind of disappointing because I really liked him, but we'll talk about it on the next one. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean you've just you've got so many trade chips. If you want, if you wanted to take that route as opposed to signing anyone. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, it'll it'll be a good off season. You're right there for you guys. Maybe not as much for me. I well, just mean in the the whole league. Yeah. Around around. Frankie's going to have a bunch of suitors. You would think. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Um, and the, plus there's a lot of pitching, like even like after price and Granky, it drops off a little bit. Like it's, there's still like a lot of like, like mid tier guys, mm-hmm. mid, mid tier to upper mid tier, like that are, you know, are going to be available as well. Like Zimmerman. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good off season. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cespedes will be the first player right. to play on all 26 teams. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Cespedes is available. Hayward, yeah. It's, it'll be a good one, man. I look forward to talking about that one. Oh, by um, the way, I should go ahead and concede now. I think at the beginning of the season we made a, a, a an informal wager about who would get more MVP votes, Matt Kemp or Jason Hayward, and both of you guys took Hayward and I took Kemp. It was looking good early for me, <laughs> right. but yeah, Hayward oh, yeah. clearly won. So oh, congratulations. Yeah. 
Well, and he's another guy. It'll be interesting to see who who tries to throw money at him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, he he uh he played well, uh, especially during the second half and um yeah, he's only like 25, I think. Something like Dude, that. I would so. love for the Cubs to throw money at him. Oh, get yeah. Like, get like more of like a Zimmerman or a like a less don't don't try and get like a price or a grantee right. as yeah. a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Like get a get a little bit of a decent starter, but then try and get a Hayward as well. Cause yeah, I mean, the pitching didn't show up for us in the NLCS, but neither did the hitting. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It needs that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You could, you, for what you could spend on price for like, basically like half of what you could spend on price, you can get like a decent fielder and a decent pitcher, you know, I mean, price, price is going to get like $200 million. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a price. You, yeah, you already have that in either Lester or Arietta right. anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Arietta will regress a little bit, but I mean, just because what he did was so unprecedented and just oh yeah, obviously. I mean, but he'll yeah. he's look. It looks like he's going to be a good pitcher from here on out. Probably, so, yeah. you know. I like I like how I I guess conditioned he is. It right. seems yeah. like like he does like yoga and he works out he's all yoked, the time. Man. And he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got his like, shit together. Yeah, he's. Yeah. The guy's definitely an animal. Hope he doesn't get popped. Yeah. <laughs> right. no, he's got that good clear shit. Canseco's yeah. going to start naming names again. Right, right. Uh, hey, I, I, I'm I, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Any potential litigators. So, um, also, I want to talk about uh, some shows we've been to recently, because Get Some Good Acts Dude. came through Kansas City. Oh. Dude, and this like totally ties in. Uh, uh, so yeah, so to get into some, some, uh, live shows that we've seen lately, like I, um, uh, two of the Royals games, uh, two of the World Series games, I had to go to shows and, uh, both of them at the record bar and both of them were sitting, were standing in line, like listening on our phones to the play by play mm-hmm. on the radio feed. <laughs> and then when we get in there, uh, the first show we saw was Diane Coffee with of Montreal and did she open or i'm sorry he diane yeah, coffee he, is a yeah he. yes i keep yeah, forgetting that's that. okay um yeah um, the drummer from foxygen is sean fleming and it's sean fleming's band okay is known as diane coffee and it's like it's it's uh like glam motown is right motown glam is how they put it um and yeah he it, so diane coffee opened and i was mainly there oh, for diane coffee okay. even though of montreal was gonna be a trip and right. uh, i was looking forward to that too but there was a lot of, you know, like looking over the shoulder and, and the record bar has just like a really like a 27 inch CRT <laughs> old television that you got to like, you know, really squint yeah, to right. see, you know, mounted up in the corner. And and uh, during the middle of the, one of the songs, the Royals tied it up and, you know, my buddy like slaps me on the back to like indicate to me what happened because I wasn't checking my phone. And, but then for of Montreal, I, we went back and that was the game that went uh, extras. Uh, right. What was it? Game one or game two? Game and, one was the one that was like 14 innings. Right, so it was that yeah. one. Yeah, that didn't get over until past midnight that we were back there watching of Montreal and keeping an eye on the game. And it was totally surreal because it was two totally incongruous things. Right. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shows where you can do both, but of Montreal right. and that crowd, and it's kind of trippy up there what's going on. I don't, I don't ever I don't ever see of Montreal playing at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> it would be um, cool if it did, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but no, unfortunately, whenever the Royals won, it was in between songs, so there was a big huzzah in between songs, and not in the middle, awkwardly in the middle of a song. Right. And then we went back um, for uh, Game Four. Uh, it was when we went to see Telekinesis and say hi, oh. and and uh, on Halloween night, and and so it was a lot of the same thing. And fortunately, that that game concluded um, uh, during the local opener, and the local opener had a projected had the game projected on a whole wall mm. that they could see <laughs> very easily. So they're all rocking out and like watching the game, like just six feet away from them. Uh, and, uh, and then they, the Royals won during their set and then, but telekinesis and say hi, were great. I'd highly recommend checking them out. Um, I don't know if I know, say hi. I don't think I know. Say hi. Say hi is interesting. Um, he does it all. It's it's like one dude, and yeah. uh, he he does it all with uh, with some gadgets. 
Okay. Uh, and so it's, it's like a like an indie Keller Williams or something like that. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it, it was a lot of fun though. And uh, Betsy and I dressed up. I dressed up like an astronaut. She dressed up like an alien for Halloween. Right. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah, look, yeah. Look. And we got a shout out during the show um, for dressing up, and we shared some uh, some astronaut ice cream that I had with me uh, with the band. So. <laughs> Uh, nice. It was it was it was a unique experience to be a part of the World Series and going to those shows at the same time. It definitely kind of makes it adds a little bit more of a memory to it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, sure. it was a lot of fun. Oh cool. yeah, very cool. Yeah, um, I uh, I got to see about a month ago. I didn't mention it on our last episode when we recorded. Uh, I got to see Ghost. Who uh, I don't know if anyone's if. if if you haven't heard of Ghost or you're not familiar with them, it's uh, it's it's a six man band, and uh, they've got you know they're in costume. Um, the it's got sort of a, there's a storyline of like kind of a, there's a papal element like there's the lead singer <laughs> there's is a the papal evil element. <laughs> there's the lead singer. It's like the is the Pope, but Papa Emeritus is his name, uh, and this is the third singer. So they're doing a papal secession. Um, <laughs> after you know from from one pope to the next for have they been changing pope. with the actual popes I, it's it's i think for the most part it's coincided yeah wow. yeah yeah um sounds and, like a, like a iron maiden meets genesis or something it's got well that's the thing it's got kind of a proggy element to it um as well and uh but it's also got it's you know it's kind of old school metal too um, the musical chops back up. Um, you know, I mean, well, I mean, I just think the whole thing is just, it's really fun. It's really campy. You know, it's like, it's got like an Alice Cooper kind of theatrical kiss, even theatrical element to it. Um, like the five, the five band members, um, are like in the same outfits with these masks and they're called like nameless school one, nameless school two, nameless school three. Um, but yeah, musically it's really good, man. I mean, it's it's all that stuff we just mentioned. You know, it's like it's like a little bit of Maiden, a little bit of like King Diamond, a little bit of uh, there's even, a I, funk band. I even hear like some metal church. Yeah, what's that? There's a ba- a funk band called the Mummies that are kind of doing the same thing. Have you heard of them? No, I they like uh, it's like it's like a rotating crew of like session yeah. and studio musicians, and they wrap themselves up to look like mummies, so you can't tell who they are. Sure. And they play these like funk cornball songs, like, I, like I want to get in your booty, da 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 da, gonna get in your booty, <laughs> like all these weird like sexual innuendos, and stuff. right? Because of course, <laughs> yeah, right. That's the music mummies would play. Right? Yeah, <laughs> mummies would want to get down. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's <clears throat> like the lyrics are campy in like a like a satanic way but like in a really fun satanic you know like yeah in a really fun satanic way um you know it's just like you know like you know he is our master you know it's like it's, it's kind of operatic as well but it's, it's just check them out man they were on colbert last week really uh yeah. so that was their te- that was their american television debut off to leave um yeah yeah check it yeah it's on it's on youtube um they sounded great and it was really fun too so so i saw them a month ago at the riviera and you know words getting around i mean they sold out the riv which is like wow yeah riv Riv holds i think close to two thousand people you know it's a old theater uh got a balcony you know fairly decent sized balcony so yeah um so yeah they sold it out so so that was so good for them. So, um, like fans in costume as well? Not or? really. No, I didn't. I didn't see. I, 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 mean, I think it happens. Like, I, I subscribe to them on Instagram, and they'll, you know, they'll post shots of the audience, and sometimes they'll be dressed up. But I didn't see anyone there. No, um, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was a crowd of kind of just sort of. They had some younger folks there as well because they've kind of got like a little bit of like a like a little bit of a goth kind of following a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really good time. Um, I highly recommend seeing them. Theat- it's, it's one of the best, it's one of the most fun acts playing right now, I think. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Um, they did well, a Rick was... Harrison cover too. So yeah. Yeah, that's cool. 
Yeah. I was supposed to go and work a concert, Danzig and Super Joint Ritual. Ah, yeah. And it was going to be a couple days before Halloween at the Boulder Theater. And just a few days before the show, I got a cancellation notice. And um, I guess Glenn Danzig, basically in the middle of the tour, has decided he's going to retire from touring. And uh, the only thing I could find was a few days before this, he had gotten into an altercation with a fan in Montreal, I believe it was, and uh, beat the fan up pretty good. Had, like, his security guys beat him up, and then he jumped into the crowd and, like, hit the guy as well. All because he was taking pictures of Glenn Danzig. I guess that <laughs> has, Glenn Danzig Glenn, is has like, Glenn, like not performed in front of people like in the last like yeah. eight years. Right? Everybody's taking pictures. <laughs> right? So yeah, yeah, like Glenn Danzig, uh, he he blew my concert this month. I was gonna. That's work. disappointing because I was I always assumed that Glenn Danzig was gonna be like a pretty mellow dude, you know, just because right? it wouldn't it would yeah. be in Congress to right the demeanor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think Canada messes around when you do something like that. I think they're going to hold you at the border, aren't they? Yeah, probably <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah. I would. Uh, uh, I would like to see Superjoin as well. That would have been. I was really cool. looking forward to it. Yeah. Are they playing at least? Like, are no, they no. Play? It was they canceled the whole show. The whole, the whole shebang got canceled. Wow. Bummer. That's too bad. Yeah. That sucks, man. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, um, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about, um, seasonal music, so to speak. It is the season. It's the season yeah, for the seasonal music. Season. Yes. But not, but not that cheesy seasonal music. Right. We're going to talk about sort of different albums that remind us of the seasons or the ones that sound better during a certain season, fall, winter in particular, I think, uh, since starting to get a little chill in the air guys you know i mean it's uh it's getting colder out there so that that got us thinking about tunes um so i you know for fall which god we're already in first or second week of november here um for fall though i was thinking about some of the albums that remind me of fall and that was kind of the easiest one to evoke for me it is for me too like it's the most obvious it's i associate the most albums with the fall and the winter yeah Yeah, Yeah. absolutely absolutely um for me three sinks and one charm by the black crows is is my quintessential fall album um i think for a few reasons for one i heard it in the fall for the first time like it came out in like the summer of 96 and i didn't really hear it july 23rd 96 I didn't hear it in like really in depthly until uh, the following year. So like 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 early fall of ninety seven. Um, yeah, I didn't hear it really until then. I'd heard Good Friday, you know, like I'd heard the single, um, but I, I I hadn't heard the record start to finish because I had a Morica, but you know, I, I really when I started to get into him was right when college began, and so I went over to a Buddy's house and you know played it and you know, all the it was one of those quintessential like late september days like like leaves were like just starting to turn a few of them falling the yankees yeah. were sweeping somebody in exactly. the divisional series yeah, yeah 97 yeah. <laughs> it was a, a marlins year marlins actually. yeah right 97 the marlins beat the yankees i think that year did they beat them in 97 too because they beat them in uh oh three right i think so hold on 1997 with... yeah World yeah i think it was yankees and the marlins series. Uh, Indians. They beat the Indians. Oh, the big Cleveland. Okay. Yes. Yeah, might have been with Cleveland. Cleveland might have had a Hershiser pitching still then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So, yeah. That album, um, really, to me, like the, the, the opening chords to Bring On, Bring On, remind me of Fall as well. Um, and, you know, it's kind of dark in places, too. You know, so it fits Halloween, too. Yeah. You've got Evil Eye on there. You've got, um, uh, you know, uh, and then some of the other songs are kind of moody, you know, like yeah. you've got Bring On and How Much For Your Wings. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of a dark undercurrent to some parts of it. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it is more fitting for fall. 
Yeah. Even though I associate it with summer because I remember I got it that summer, like right when it came out for some reason and I was always yeah. driving around for work and I would always have it playing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I kind of break out into a, like a, a, a humid sweat just listening to the album still. Sure. Uh, after all this time. So even though it is more befitting to fall, uh, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's a summer album. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's um that's god that's the one that that really stands out to me. Um you know, I got to thinking about uh you know the times I've seen the tunes live as well. Um Levi and I went to see the Crows on Halloween 10 years ago, 2005. Yeah. yeah. Um where was it? Yeah. shows. Yeah. The Riviera. That was, oh. was great. Yeah, sold out basically, right? Both nights. Both nights were, yeah. 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 We uh, we ended up getting the instant lives of that. Right, right. Yeah. Which technology didn't really last that long when like you people no. figured out, oh, we can just put these online. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was like people uh, waiting in line for. A yeah, scene. we waited in line for like over an hour. Did right, you really? Afterwards. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they yeah. were pressing the CDs. Yeah, they they were like I mean they had a machine. Don't get me wrong, that was pressing like you know like fifty at a time or yeah. something. But yeah. it still there were a lot of people that wanted it. You know, um, it was epic shows. They were both really yeah, good they were shows. great. Um, Who was the guitarist on those? Mark Four. It was Mark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those those were great. But anyway, that album though, yeah, it sticks out to me for the fall. It was like you know, I was just starting college as well. You know, I hadn't been at school for but a couple weeks, and yeah, it just captivated me, and it started pretty much my whole pattern of of listening to music for like the next three four years. You know, pretty yeah, influential. Bros. Yeah. So then bootlegs came and all of that. But uh, yeah, that album, yeah, it, it reminds me of The Fall, which is someone who's spent his whole life really around education too. like, you know, The Fall is always like, hey, it's always a new school year, or a new semester, you know. So so most people yeah. associate rebirth with the spring for me. Yeah, it's fall. fall yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, um, that's it. There's kind of two forms of rebirth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Three Snakes for me. Um, and then also I was going to say, you know, I, I can't really – I don't know. Maybe I could do it during spring, but definitely not summer. Um, for Nick Drake, like any Nick Drake record for me, like, is I, – I closely associate with the winter or the fall. There's been a lot of a lot of instances of me drinking tea or coffee. Oh, yeah. Cold <laughs> like gloomy spring on. days. Yeah. 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 yeah there has to be uh, rain. Yeah, close, it definitely has to be rain. Yeah. Newton, yeah, Nick Drake is not like a sunshine. No, uh, a, a sunny day by any means. Um, Though it's ironic because the Volkswagen commercial—it's like a bunch of kids with the top down, right? Right, yeah, in the convertible, and they're cruising they through the night. It. Yeah, it's yeah. a real. It's at night, though, at least. It is yeah. at night, but you know, it's like California, and it's probably like seventy-four really nice. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time I ever heard Nick Drake. Right. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me, me too. I'd. Heard I think it. so. Yeah. Rich there. mentioned him, in and then I'd heard Rich, yeah. Rich cite him several times yeah. in interviews. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get into him until probably like about ninety nine, two thousand, maybe something mm-hmm. like that, like junior year or senior year of college. Yeah. At some uh, point in college, like all colleges across America, like you enrolled and they just handed you the Nick Drake catalog. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say for a band that Levi mentioned tonight, um, for college for me starting, it was like everybody got issued. Under the table and dreaming, <laughs> um, Bob Bob Marley's legend. <laughs> Arrested Roots like when I woke. Yeah, yeah. 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 They like showed up and like they gave you these at the door. But... Oh, yeah. And then a band. I was gonna. The, I'm gonna throw, kick it to Levi now as well for Sublime for forty out. Oh yeah. Freedom. That, or the self titled yeah. or the self titled one. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It's just That's like awesome. those those records epitomize summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I, I I can't listen to Sublime in a in a snowstorm. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, wh- one of my favorite probably all time fall winter records is Go Ted Soup by the Stones. Yeah. Right. And um, <laughs> you know, I, I obviously there's a song called Winter on there, so that's sure. kind of a, a, a giveaway. But just the whole tone of the album has that has that feel to it for me, and I would you know, drive around and listen to it all the time in the fall and winter. Mm -hmm. Um, Just all their songs on it uh, to start with dancing with Mr. D hundred years ago, coming down again is like one of the 
yeah. best best fall fall type songs. Although it does have one of my least favorite Stone songs in Angie. You don't like Angie? No, wow. uh, it's no. just because you've I heard it a lot in, in yeah. Central Illinois. Yeah. It's like it might as well be Fleetwood Mac because. Right. It, it, it was like the only Stone song you would hear. It would seem like they would just play Angie right. or Satisfaction. Yeah, and yeah, so the rest of that album is better. Yeah, I I try to save all my ballad listening for like '80s hair ballads. Right. What else in When the Children Cry by White Lion or something? Yeah, yeah. Light to the right. Angels, man. <laughs> Slaughter. Uh, yeah, Silver Trains on there. Hide Your Love. Uh, Heartbreaker. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a great album. Yeah, absolutely, man. Now I think it's an underrated one too in their catalog. Um, it's uh, I think most people like it, but like nobody's like you know it, it gets overshadowed by Exile. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, or Sticky Fingers or any of that. Yeah, that those Let It Bleed that they had there. But yeah, it's a good one though, definitely. Uh, um. Yeah, if we're going to stay on fall, winter, uh, for me, Alice in Chains is a pretty obvious choice Mm. because, you know, you can pretty much hear the Seattle rain in their music. Particularly Uh, on Jar of Flies. Yeah, yeah, Jar of Flies, and for me, especially Sap, um, which I think, you know, we would have uh, some campouts back in the day and we'd always be listening to Sap uh, at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Oh. yeah oh man god dude the the cameos on that album uh ann wilson mark arm oh, yeah uh yeah. cornell's on there right um everybody's on there it's ridiculous right. anytime uh, i put on alice and chains my wife is like oh no <laughs> i just don't like it yeah i think alice and chains is definitely like our era's rush <laughs> like, like, there's not. I mean, there are girls into Rush and Alice in Chains. They are few, though. But yeah, like, it's the band I put on. It. My wife's like, oh, I'm going in the other room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there are those girls, but they're all spoken for right. Right. adamantly by their male counterparts. Yes. <laughs> like um, Rush, <laughs> like the guy immediately gets on one knee. <laughs> <laughs> he's like and the men who hold high places must <laughs> <laughs> uh, be the ones who start yeah. and, and, and for me though a big one for me is, is the war on drugs uh, slave ambient or album and uh, and and it's not I, well I guess I find the war on drugs to be a very um, you know uh, uh, fall autumn spring band um uh, because of their sound, not because of the content. And I was thinking about like what makes it a seasonal band, and, or a seasonal album, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know the sound, like we talked about, you know, with like Evil Eye or whatever, uh, or the content, like Winter uh, from yep. Goat's Head Soup. Um, uh, for uh, or the release date was another factor I thought about, which for sure. me, Three Snakes, the release date, because I just listened to it like right mm-hmm. after I got it, like uh, repeatedly. Um, but the la- I think the last thing, thing I could think of that would dictate a seasonal album is just like having a moment with it. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, kind of like you said, Gabe with, with three snakes, uh, and just, and that I had that moment with the war on drugs, slave ambient, I would listen to it on the way to work, like driving into downtown. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, and, and it has, and you know, the war on drugs, it's a lot of like, car songs that are really fit for driving yeah right and uh, come to the city uh and and so like and specifically i remember listening to it repeatedly in the autumn uh cruising into work into downtown and just you know the the crispness of the album uh and uh in the air and so yeah the war on drugs uh slave ambient and probably lost in a dream too is kind of more of a spring one for me i think it came out in the spring. Right, right. Um, and so that'll yeah. Make it. Yeah, gosh, I don't have a close association with them in seasons yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying with, with the, the sound being autumnal. Sure, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, yeah. though, because, you know, sometimes you lose an association with an album because in Like Slave Ambient, I list, that thing did not leave my car CD player for the first two years I owned it. Because wow. I have um, uh, most of my speakers in my 1999 Saturn sedan are blown out. 
Um, and so, like, only <laughs> certain albums sound <laughs> worth the shit in it. And for some reason, Slave Ambient, like, translates well. To... <laughs> Even though nice. it's, you know, it's a bastardization of what it should sound like. Um, and so if an album sounds good in the Saturn, I won't take it out. Right. And uh, so I listened to it for a couple years in there. Yeah. But you have to be careful because if you listen to it all year round, a lot of albums, like for me, like a lot of Pearl Jam albums, I don't associate with any seasons because I would just listen to them year round. Mm-hmm. Have you guys found that with any uh, with any of your favorites? Yeah. Somewhat. But, yeah. but Three Snakes is probably in your top five, right, Gabe? But you still yeah. as- associate it with Autumn. I do. I do. Yeah. 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 So even though you've listened to it thousands of times... Right. That hasn't still, worn off, the which is yeah. pretty impressive. Still goes on, yeah. I, I mean, one another one that I kind of, I tend to listen to it more in the fall and winter was, uh, I mean, this might lose me some fans, I guess, but it was Coldplay, Russia Blood to the Head, and um, I bought that. I think it came out here. I can find out. Uh, came out in the end of August in 2002. So, and I was probably about a month behind at least in buying it right. at Best Buy when I still went into physical brick and mortar stores and bought CDs. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I drove around with that CD for about all 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 fall and winter. And that that's a CD that I I can't really listen to it without thinking of fall or winter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I won't tell. Well, I won't tell anyone you like Coldplay, Levi. It's like... Hey, I, I'll be honest. My 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 fanfare for them pretty much starts and stops with that record. Yeah. No, I... do, you, uh, do you have any bands like that where like you you kind of got into them, but it was just for like an album? Oh boy, that's like a whole other episode yeah. potentially. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. 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 That that could be. Like really respectable one off. They're definitely that band, and it's that album for me. I I like that album so much that when they finally re-released it on on vinyl for the first time, here it was like a year or two ago. I I bought it just because I liked it that much. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Pete Townsend said that he wished uh, he would have written all those songs. It's dude. It it really is. If you're into songwriting, and that's when I was trying to write my own songs. So I was. Like, I just connected with... You connect with a group of songs sometimes, mm-hmm. and you don't really know why. Yeah. But looking back, I, I think it's because of the quality of the songwriting sure. on that record. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Gabe, do you have any winner ones? Because I do have a winner one if we're going to move on from winner. Um, gosh. Do I have one for winner? Um... Nothing strong, man. I uh, it, it's it's mainly been for the fall and the spring for me. A little bit of summer, though. I, I should say the first Boston record. Um, I listened to that. I was cruising around one day when it was like had to been like a hundred degrees almost. <laughs> it was a really hot day, summer in high school, and um, all of those songs translate really well to summer. Like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah smoking. Um, uh, you know, rock and roll band. Four play long time. Oh, Four yeah. play long time. Hitch a ride. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I've got a very good memory of, of what car were you driving then? Uh, black Escort. Yeah, nice. yeah. Right. It was a black Escort. Ninety seven or ninety. Well, no, God, no. It was uh, like eighty seven Escort. Yeah, it was like an eighty seven or eighty nine. Right. Yeah, uh, I think it was eighty seven because eighty nine. Okay. The body changed a little bit. Yeah. It was still the the older looking body. Your fr- yeah. that was. The Aerostar was first, though, right? Aerostar was brief, yeah, but it was it was first, yeah. Eighty-six yeah. Aerostar was the first vehicle. Parents bought you a shagging wagon, and then oh had man, I wish second I thought there. I still huh? had it, dude. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I had the Zeppelin sticker on it, had the Kiss oh, sticker yeah. on it. Yeah, dude, I remember pulling dude, up dude. and the Magic Bus license plate. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah. Oh, in the days of my all right, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, magic bus. Oh man. So yeah, so I've got a very strong association with summer and um that first Boston record, which sounds really good. Like like foreplay long time. Like I don't see how you could listen to it during any other season. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So are are there records that you won't listen to uh, in addition to that, that during any yeah. other season? I don't think so. I don't know if I would like just 
say like, no, I can't listen to that in the summer, even though I associate it with the fall. But you probably do it without even thinking about it. Yeah, subconsciously, yeah. I'm sure it happens. Um, but this, le- yeah, this leads us totally into the bonus round perfectly, and that is there are definitely songs I won't listen to during the daytime. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was about yeah. to say, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Some some albums are just for night. Yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. And I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. So yeah. so oh, like yeah. tell me like what? Well, I, like first obvious song, Midnight Rider. You yeah. can't listen to Midnight Rider at nine in the morning. Right. On the way to work. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, like I mean, they played all the time during the day, but yeah. I used to really associate reeling in the years. As, as a nighttime because I would heard drive, a lot of bars. I, I would drive around in the middle of the night listening to Reeling in the Years out in the yeah. fields. Yeah. yeah. Some of that. Um gosh. For me, uh gets actually I rarely listen to the war on drugs during the day. Huh. All right. Yeah, they're more of a I, I, I a little bit at work with Lost in a Dream just because like it came out during the streaming era, you know, so um when the other other records I had bought, um, but yeah, I can't really listen to them at um, during the daytime. And then I don't know if you guys have heard him. There's this guy named A. A. Bondi is the name he plays under. Um, his album from a from a few years ago, like oh three or oh four, uh, or no, I'm sorry, um, his his. Most recent record, the one right before that, is really one of the better nighttime records I've heard in quite a while. So yeah, A.A. Bondi, check out. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's some others as well, some classic rock too. You know, I was uh, one of the ones that I also thought of was a song called "Happy Friends" by the Gray Boy All Stars, mm. featuring Carl Denson on saxophone. Mm-hmm. The, I it absolutely have to listen to that song at nighttime hmm. it's it's not it, it's definitely not a song i can listen to during the day to get into the mood to the you know to the the feel of the song at least right another one is nightlife by ray price classic willie uh nelson written song yeah it's, i mean some of it has to do with bars some of it has yeah, to be right. going out you know yeah um but yeah yeah there's just and and some of them are mood, you know, like that A.A. Bondi is totally mood. It's nothing yeah. going out. Yeah. Actually, probably being a record, you've put it on at a bar. I don't know how everyone would react. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, about about a party, so to speak, at night. Um, it could it could definitely be more about mood and yeah, yeah. ambience. Yeah. And, you and, know, I guess I, I just don't listen to that much music at night, I don't think. Yeah. I listen to most of my music during the day. Because I can, I mean, I, I, I do it. I work yeah. a job where I, I can do that sure. easily. So yeah, um, yep, so yeah, too, that's the difference, I guess. The music that I really listen to, that I really enjoy listening to, I listen to in the evening when sure. I've got kind of some time to, yeah. to really plug yeah. into it. You know, yeah. that's why. If like I've said before on the podcast, if you were to look at my RDO stream when I play every day, I, while I like it all, it's mainly like chill wave and jazz and you know um yeah. just because it's it's working music to me not yeah. that it's not good music it's all great but mm. uh, yeah so um to get real quick uh, for me in the winter uh, uh soundguard's king animal which is their most recent album is released just mm. a few years it ago. has a winter on the cover yeah it is like totally yes. like they embraced so that that's interesting because it came out um probably uh in the winter uh yeah uh and they like embraced that idea it came out in november 2012 and uh uh and so they embraced that with the cover and the video for it and then the tour we drove up to minneapolis to see them so it was really fucking cold up there (laughs) yeah Yeah, that tour too but that was part of it february right yeah that was that was yeah it was it was we were in minneapolis in fucking february and it was awesome because it was so obscene uh with with the whole winter aesthetic yeah and i wouldn't have had it any other way nice but minneapolis is cool because they have um even though we we didn't utilize them a ton but they have a bunch of skywalks that let you walk through downtown without actually going outside. You can yeah, walk you, you from building to, to building. Town with nine yeah. months of winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that. That's Dude, awesome, there, speaking of Minneapolis, I have to throw this in. There's a really good uh, 
story. I can't remember what website it was on, but if you know, one of the news type of entertainment websites, and it was about Minneapolis when they had the All Star Game there in the mid nineties. I guess Prince threw like the biggest party ever, nice. and he had like every All Star there, and like the coaches, and like <laughs> just like every celebrity that was anybody was at this party. Why don't you bathe yourselves in the water, yeah. Lake Minnetonka? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I guess it was epic. So you have to go and buy it. Charlie Murphy. Prince, I guess you could. Uh, Juan Gonzalez got fucked up. Right? <laughs> Prince NBA All Star Game Party, I guess, will get you there if you search. Nice. It. Oh, did you say NBA? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I thought you said MLB. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. So, NBA. Okay. Yeah, it was the okay. NBA. Juan Gonzalez yeah, was, was not, probably like not a, there, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was a huge basketball head. Big assist guy, that Juan Gonzalez. He, he is a baller, right? Like, like Prince plays, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, according to Chappelle, yeah. <laughs> right. According right. to Charlie Murphy. Yeah. yeah I yeah. guess yeah. like when they had the All Star game there, he was just like hyped out and just yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dude would throw a bitch. Who, I'm trying to think like who the that. hell the coach was. One of the coaches <laughs> said it was like the craziest party he'd ever been to. <laughs> and like, and the next, like the next day was the game Whoa. or the next night and i guess people were still like just hung over and like <laughs> yeah it was still like 130 to 125 when the game was right, over right, so right <laughs> nobody played defense yeah and they wouldn't have if they weren't hung over i thought of a, one more song that i absolutely have to hear at nighttime and it's uh europe 72 grateful dead and that's walk me out in the morning do even I, though it's talking about the morning. <laughs> I know. I know. Right? Contradiction, right? But, yeah, I, I got to hear that song at nighttime. I can't listen to that during the day. You know what that yeah. reminds me? We would um, we would set – we'd have an alarm clock with a CD player, um, and like a lot of people do or did. And uh, we, we would wake up to a lot of Bell and Sebastian. Okay. And and so now whenever we hear, like, the boy with Arab strap um, – Every time we hear it, we think, oh, we got to get up, you know, and it's like, oh, by this song, you know, you slept in and now you really need to get up. Uh, and so I definitely have morning songs. I, I just don't have any evening songs. Nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't mind metal in the morning sometimes. I got to be honest. Um, get you going, right? if, it's a, if it's a wintry day and I'm driving because I have a, as I mentioned before, I have a very long commute. Um I do like um, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell in the winter (laughs) Um, with uh, Children of the Sea, you know, (laughs) in the misty morning. (laughs) So it seems like, you know, I get outside like my breath, like, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) neon nights, dude, as an opener, like (laughs) driving down the road. Anyway, so, yeah, add Heaven and Hell to my winter albums. When you asked, yeah, it took me a second to get that one, but yeah, definitely right. heaven and hell. <laughs> I used to go to sleep to what when, when I uh, got my first CD player, and I just had like three or four CDs. Um, I would go to sleep to Alice in Chains "Dirt," wow. <laughs> which is a little extreme. Like, yeah, that, it's a little intense. There would be concern for a <laughs> lot of fifteen-year-olds yes. out there. <laughs> Time to uh, relax. <laughs> nowadays, you know, parents would probably get their kids a therapist yeah. if they knew that happened. Um, right yeah and in hindsight I, yeah it was probably a little intense there was a period where i would go to sleep to eyes of the world off the grateful dead without a net which is the cd where branford marsalis would play with them yeah yeah and uh i would go to sleep to that song for like months straight yeah that's yeah without the, without <laughs> it's an album i could fall or a double live i could fall asleep to ending it with that slower dear mr fantasy do um, you guys still go to sleep to music I don't know. Not anymore. No, no. Do I. Yeah. 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 I wonder. I. You know. It just like one day you don't do it, and then you stop doing it. I think right. now I would think about it too much. Like I would listen yeah. to it too much. I passed out with my headphones on recently, like for the first time in a while. You know, it was just like on the couch, and like I think I was I was watching like an NBA game, 
and I didn't really want the commentary, so I just put in some music and was doing some shit on the computer. So I passed out, yeah, and uh, I don't know if, like, the music informed my dreams or whatever, but it was weird. <laughs> it was weird to wake up and still hear music. Right? <laughs> Did you ever have those, like, end of Days of Confused moments, you know, when he, like, stumbles home and he, right. and he puts on the cans yeah. and he oh, passes yeah. out? Like, oh, there's, there's six been in a the few of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, um but uh yeah well good times man yeah yeah, uh, yeah so <laughs> if you've got any uh albums or, or songs that remind you of certain seasons or just anything or rec- for, recommendations for like yeah. setting the season times of yeah. day absolutely yeah, yeah but these this I mean, this this thing has playlists written all over it. Yes, yeah. this topic. So uh, so yeah, go ahead and make them, please. Um, you can follow us uh, at Rock In Chew. That's in as in. I'm just gonna say it again. November rain. We're in November now. So um, anyway, want to get to that point in the show where we share our recommendations here. Um, this is where we kind of share with you some albums we've been digging lately. Um, so this Levi is the, will... uh, the Royals bullpen commemorative edition of That's the, right. uh, the bullpen session. <laughs> uh, the, the Herrera, Hochever, uh, uh, right. Wade Davis commemorative edition. Right. So uh, Levi, why don't we start out with you, man? What, uh, what, yeah. uh, what do you want to share with us? This week I'm going to share a, and recommend an album that I picked up at a yard sale that I'd actually been looking for. So it was kind of a shock when you, you're, it's an album that you have kind of on your want list and you see it at a yard sale. Right. And that is uh, Al Demiola, John McLaughlin, and Paco DeLucia, and it's called Friday Night in San Francisco. Nice. And it's great. Basically, record. it's like three of the best guitar players ever. Picking, yeah, of all time together. And so, yeah, it's uh, just just monstrous. It makes me want to sell off all my musical equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a pretty awesome record. Um, yeah. I, I listen to that a lot, and um, at the same time, uh, and, and and it reminded me the Mingus, Charles Mingus Ah Um, yeah. uh, and I forgot to bring this up. Uh, when I got married uh, several years ago, I listened to Mingus's uh, um, all the whole week of, that I got married. Every time I had to run to the airport to pick up somebody, I would listen yeah. to it just repeatedly because I knew then I would associate that with the week that I got married. And nice. so, like, I, I created the memory. <laughs> it wasn't an accident. Like, I did it on purpose. And so yes. now every time I listen to that album, I'm reminded of that week. I've heard that album in your car, dude. Yeah. I yes. Think yes. When, when <laughs> I came into town for your wedding. I think yes. that's all. Yes. That's all I played that whole week yes. in the car. So Sorry. Sorry. That was no, aside. Awesome. Um, Another association with it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, the album I'm going to recommend is a totally autumnal album uh, by a totally seasonal band called The Clientele. Um, uh, in particular, Bonfires on the Heath. Uh, is this record from 2009 and uh, obviously just by the name alone it is uh, autumnal and uh, the clientele is a pretty uh, pretty lo-fi chill indie band kind of shoegazing band Um, and uh, but uh, they have another album called uh, God Save the Clientele which is a very spring album Uh, but uh, if you want to get into the autumn bonfires on the heath by the clientele nice very nice um, you know, mine. I don't think I necessarily have. Uh, it would definitely be nighttime stuff. So yeah, I've, I've got that. It, this is a nighttime record, but it's more up tempo. Um, and it's you know, it's a guy that sort of really, I think, along with a few other bands, people associate really with the '80s when um, like a sound just that could only exist in the '80s. But when I as I've been listening to more of it, you know, I think there's kind of like an ominous undertone to some of the the stuff. Um, I'm going to recommend the second album from Tubeway Army, the second and final album, really, uh, Replicas. Um, I, I've always had a soft spot for Gary Newman. I I, I I dig what the dude tried to do. It was kind of like he took sort of like what Kraftwerk was doing and like made it like sort of more accessible, you know, like oh, yeah. turned took like what Kraftwerk was doing and like made it into like like pop songs like pop songs that people could digest, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, Cars is classic, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, the stuff even before that with with uh, with, with Tubeway Army, um, some of it, um, the uh, Our Friends Electric, uh, you know, is is a great number as well. 
So yeah, and it was on Baker's Banquet. Uh, so yeah, the first the replicas, and then the first two Way Army. Yeah, and then like Levi said with uh, with uh, cars, which I think was was that on the Pleasure Principle? I think it was. Yeah, right, right. I love the aesthetics too, man. I mean, like oh, yeah. that could come out like dude's got the thin cut suit always on, you know, slicked like, hair, slicked hair, like really nice looking font, you know, on all the albums. Yeah, from a design perspective and just an aesthetics, it was, you know, it's just kind of this metro kind of. It's it's just yeah, it's, all eighties. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm um, totally unfamiliar. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'm yeah. sure you would recognize cars. When you know you cars, it. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Here in my car, right? Yeah. But the whole record, man, is all, all of his early stuff. You know, the two way army records, and then and then pleasure pleasure principle as well is great. You know, all in a very short span. Actually, all those albums that we just mentioned came out in the '70s still, but yeah. it was like '78, '79. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he set the tone for that era. You know, he yeah. So. Yeah, um, replicas by Two Way Army. Their second one really is the one I like the most. But cool. Yeah, reconsider Gary Newman. I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Reconsider Gary Newman 2016. Yes, that's right. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rock In Chew, and that's in as in Newman. Um, and. You can find out everything, really, about Rock and Roll Shinsuchu, all of the previous episodes, uh, different references that we've made on the show, links to albums and videos at rockchu.com. That's rockchu. Uh, like us on Facebook. Tell all your friends. And uh, we will be talking about the off season quite a bit. So uh, even though the season is over, a lot of fun stuff still going to be coming up uh, this off season. So anyway, guys, have a good evening. And uh, I will talk to you all soon. Hola. Peace. All right. Take her easy. Later.